Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on wherever you find yourself in the world today. I'm your host, Amy Leo, and I'm currently in the Canary Islands soaking up some much needed sun. I really miss the sun living in Amsterdam. You're listening to what we should have learned in school. And this month, we've been sharing snippets from a series that I co-created with an organization called Intention Inspired. The series is called the 30 Days of Love Challenge. And so we've been diving into different themes of that challenge all month. Today's episode is really going to be a follow-up from last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, please go back and listen to that first. It will put everything into context about what I'm going to share today. So let's continue the conversation today, following the logic of where our feelings actually come from. This is an investigation that I really think every human being on this planet should partake in. It's something that's worth reflecting on because the implications for grace and ease in a person's life when they reflect on this fundamental truth of where feelings come from can be truly revolutionary. Let's take a listen. Yesterday, we highlighted an inconsistency in the way many of us navigate the world. Do you remember the two opposing theories? Number one was, my feelings are coming from situations and other people. And the second was, my feelings are coming from my attitude, i.e. way of thinking about situations and other people. Now, if you imagine we have two boxes and on the right side, we list those two ways of conceptualizing where our feelings come from. Then on the left side, we label one way and we write down, my feelings are coming from interpretation, i.e. thought in the moment. Is it clearer now which one is true? On the right side, sometimes the interpretive, individualized, personal filter that every human being uses to navigate their life from the cradle to the grave is completely disregarded. In feelings are coming from situations and other people, thought with a big T is not factored in at all to our human experience on the right side. And this is just not true. It's illogical for our experience to work this way sometimes and other times not work this way. So let's define thought a little bit more. Thought, when I'm talking about it, isn't man-made. It's an interpretive often unconscious energy and unconscious power that we have as human beings. It's a birthright of sorts. And it's something we can't turn on or shut off, just like we can't choose whether or not to be around germs. And in this way, thought and feeling are always two sides of the same coin. They are fundamentally inseparable. Now, of course, we can believe that our thoughts and feelings are separate artificially. We can believe anything we want, and humans have throughout time. But there are consequences and implications for believing untruths in our lives. Just like the faulty cause of germs, 
led to the death of countless women during childbirth. With our current misunderstanding, it's no wonder that so many of us struggle and suffer when it comes to love and relationships. However, when a logic, a systemic truth is discovered, things change for people. Just like with germs, when the real cause of infection was discovered to be germs and physicians acted in accordance with that, the childbirth mortality rate plummeted. Similarly, when it comes to love and relationships, just by waking up to the logic, the truth of where your feelings come from, time and time again, you're going to forget and you're going to remember. That's part of being a dynamic human being, but it's profoundly helpful in the remembering, in the seeing deeply the logic and truth of where feelings come from. For instance, I come across this a lot in my work, that suddenly someone doesn't feel as close to a partner or a loved one. Perhaps they've been getting into arguments lately, or they have a feeling of boredom or discontent or questioning if he or she is the one. Now, when any of us believe that our feelings, our sense of worthiness, and our sense of love in particular is coming from someone else, it's frightening. At the very least, it's stressful. It prompts sensations of insecurity and worry. And it tends to be in these insecure moments where I see folks really jump to conclusions. They feel pressured to take action, to do something, to fix the problem right away because they want to get out of their uncomfortable feeling state. And so they believe that their current feeling state is an indication of the quality of and the future of the relationship. Or they believe their current feeling state is a reflection of their own self-worth. But what if that isn't actually what's going on? What if all of us, you, me, your partner, your loved ones, everyone is just having a dynamic human experience? That we're all living in a moment-to-moment perceptual reality So if that's the case, isn't it completely natural and normal for all of us, including your partner, including you, to experience low moods, i.e. irritability, sadness, anger, boredom, frustration, etc. What if our feelings only represent 100% of the time our state of mind in the moment? And that 0% of the time, our feelings have nothing to do with anything other than thought in the moment, interpretation in the moment. Now, just because how we feel is always an inside job that's mostly unconscious as we've talked about, even though how we feel is manufactured 100% of the time internally, It does not mean that we shouldn't take action or say anything, for instance, if someone hits us, belittles us, or treats us poorly. So I'm not saying that just because it's an inside-out job that people shouldn't be responsible for their actions 
or set appropriate boundaries with folks or do whatever common sense is telling them to do in the moment, like leave an abusive person or relationship. On the contrary, again, when we acknowledge the logic of our thinking feeling system and how it works, it actually tends to make us more responsive, more present and attentive to what's going on. So we're no longer digging our heads in the sand, making rationalizations for people. We're naturally brought to a broader perspective in which we can deal with whatever we're faced with, with less on our minds, with a clearer mind, and act in more safe and appropriate ways to our particular situation. This is because when we misattribute where our feelings are coming from, i.e. when we believe they're coming directly from situations and other people, that there is no middleman of interpretation, which again, we know cannot logically ever occur. (laughs) But when we misattribute that and we think our feelings are coming from a partner or circumstance, we spend a lot of time in irrelevant, unhelpful, and even egotistical judgmental thinking. We add so much busyness and heaviness to our lives instead of embracing the dynamic nature of being human. We're not realizing that we're looking at the wrong source of feeling. Again, this, this was like when medical professionals were trying to stop bad smells to prevent illness instead of washing their hands before a surgery. The second action is much more to the point, and it's much more effective in dealing with the issues and problems at hand. So if we believe our sense of love and security is out there, that we always have to manipulate the outer world in order to feel better, that we have to rush and go fix this thing or that thing or that person. It really becomes a rat race onto itself in which we're compulsively thinking about what to work on and what to fix next. Remember that hedonistic treadmill from week one where human beings don't tend to ever feel like they have enough, that they're always striving for more and more. It can be very much the same way when it comes to love and relationships. Either we're afraid and we worry about losing love or we're striving like a dog to gain love. And when folks follow this model for love, again, it's only common sense that people would not be able to stop overthinking, that they wouldn't be able to get quiet or shut their minds off. How could you, from this model, the world is unpredictable and scary. And so a person has to do everything that they can in their power to protect themselves and get what they want, get the quote unquote love they deserve. Oh boy. If that's ever a recipe for a busy head, I don't know what else is. When it looks like the content of what we are thinking about is causing our feelings and not the thinking itself, of course, it looks important to deal with. And from this model, it even looks like love is actually something that can be gained or lost. But love isn't man-made either. Love isn't up to us to try to control or manipulate. Just like thought isn't really up to us to control. It's enough and it's even more powerful to see the nature of thought, to see the nature of love. To see the nature and truth of separate realities. 
because our dynamic experience is a natural law. It isn't man-made. We were built to have a dynamic human experience with a whole range of moods and emotions. And none of this is personal. None of this was man-made by us. Energy, the truth that every one of us will continue to have a dynamic human experience from our first to our last breath, is a natural phenomena we cannot control or change. So we all experience a wide variety of moods and emotions. Even the Dalai Lama still admits he gets angry for goodness sake. So blaming ourselves or our partners for feeling bad, sad, angry, being too negative, quote unquote, when we feel bad about being insecure or eating that second cake or being cranky, or when we feel bad for feeling unloved and we try to control our thinking and think more positively, or we try to control our energy to be more positive, It's like taking (laughs) a tennis racket to the ocean when the waves are high and trying to smack the waves into submission. You may feel that it's a productive effort, but it's really unnecessary because the ocean waves will naturally have times where they're more stormy and the waves are higher and they'll be other times when naturally the oceans are more calm, just like your own individual feelings and emotions. And this snippet was from the 30 Days of Love series that I co-created with an organization called Intention Inspired. You can learn more about that 30 Days of Love challenge by going to intentioninspired.com forward slash join love. It has been such an amazing process to put this together for Intention Inspired and what folks are really getting from this series is really humbling and exciting. So I definitely encourage you to check out the 30 Days of Love Challenge again at intentioninspired.com forward slash join dash love. And today we are going to share the final song snippet. Again, we're holding a little competition as well this month, month of love. And the person that emails me first, listing all four songs that have been portrayed over the past month on the podcast, will get a free membership to the 30 Days of Love Challenge. So if it sounds interesting, it's definitely worth writing me the email, seeing if you're the first person to list all the songs. We're going to play today's song now.
that we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to chatting again next week. Until then, stay curious, take care, and keep rocking.